It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Penguins to Go, your daily dose of Pittsburgh Penguins news and analysis. You can find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or anywhere you get your podcasts from. Today, let's talk a little bit about the biggest point of contention with the Pittsburgh Penguins over the past four seasons, the power play, because it's going to be a point of emphasis in the preseason, and in training camp. Why? Because you're introducing one of the most dynamic offensive players of the past decade to that top power play unit in Eric Carlson. But, to begin this conversation, let's look at why the Penguins' man-vantage unit has been so infuriating over the past four seasons. Because, while yes... Todd Reardon's system is sometimes more pass than shoot. And yes, sometimes it's not Reardon as much as it is the star players that are looking for the perfect play, looking to be the Harlem Globetrotters on ice. But let's look at the simple facts of it. In reality, ever since Phil Kessel was traded in the summer of 2019, the Pittsburgh Penguins power play unit has kind of been in disarray. With Kessel, in 2015-16, it wasn't phenomenal off the jump. 18.4%, good for 16th in the NHL. But then the last three years that he was in Pittsburgh, 23.1%, which was fourth in 2016-17. 26.2% in 2017-18, which led the NHL and 24.6% in 2018-19 that was good for fifth in the NHL. Overall, when Phil Kessel was in Pittsburgh over those four years, the Penguins had a success rate of 23% on the man advantage, which was the best in the league over that span. Since Kessel left, was traded to Arizona, the Penguins' overall power play has been at 21.2%, dropping from first in the NHL to 13th. That's one player that makes that big of a difference. The only player that has been able to successfully fill that role on the left half wall was Jared McCann for one season. And that was in 2020-21. The Penguins went 23.7% on the man advantage and finished fourth 
in the National Hockey League on the power play. McCann was the only player, not Brian Rust, not Ricard Raquel, not who else? I mean, Riley Smith this year, or Jason Zucker, who was there a little bit. None of those players filled the role or played that role as well as Phil Kessel, other than Jared McCann that one season. He had seven power play goals that year, leading the Pittsburgh Penguins in that category. All of this to say, that might be the perfect fit for Chris Letang. Chris Letang has been the power play quarterback for the Pittsburgh Penguins for over a decade now. He's been the guy that stands at the top, and he's been the floor general, maneuvering the pieces, Hall of Fame pieces, have you, around at his will. He is the preliminary puck carrier, or has been, excuse me, over the past 10-plus years for the Penguins on the man advantage. Obviously, that's going to change this year. He already hinted that being moved from his normal spot at the top of the zone is not only a possibility, but a probability. This is the quote that he had last month when he was talking to Matt Venzel of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. If they ask me to play in the pocket, if they ask me to play on the left circle, on top, net front, it doesn't matter. Just as long as we can sit down in a room and make it work out together, that's all we need to do. Latang also had a quote to Rob Rossi of The Athletic where he basically said, whatever we need to do to win, if that includes bring Eric Carlson in, He's up for it. So Chris Letang, at least saying all the right things to the media ahead of the 2023-24 season about his new teammate, Eric Carlson. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. But there's more to that first quote that I want to dig into. I really like what he could become on the Penguins' left circle of that power play. One of the biggest complaints about Chris Letang on the man advantage is he doesn't shoot enough. He has a fantastic shot. Whether it's a slap shot or his wrist shot or his snapshot, he has a really good shot, a really tough shot for goaltenders to read and make saves on. But at the top of the circle, and in a power play that does not promote a lot of movement, he doesn't get the chance to shoot often enough, especially from that position, because 
he's trying to set up the chess pieces by passing and by setting everything up with his vision. He moves to that left circle and allows Eric Carlson to become that floor general. That's this position where he gets the opportunity to have a shot first mentality more often. It still allows him the freedom in that spot to look cross ice to Crosby down low or even to look cross ice back up high to Evgeny Malkin or to even go down to the net front with Jake Gensel or he could drive to the net front and Gensel backs out into that bumper position. It offers him a lot more freedom in a lot more of a different variety for Chris Letang than we have seen in several years. Not to mention the fact that it sets him up for a one-timer on that side from Eric Carlson. That could become extremely dangerous. I know anybody who is a fan of Spit and Chicklets talks about Sidney Crosby shooting across ice and Ryan Whitney hitting that back-end one-timer. That could be Latang. And if Ryan Whitney made it work, what could you think that it's going to happen when Chris Latang ends up doing it instead? Now, of course, this is all factoring in whether or not the Penguins and Todd Reardon, who's in charge of the power play, decides to keep the same power play system. I would have to imagine that heading into the season, there is a chance. We don't know and we won't know until they show up at Cranberry for training camp, but there is a chance that they switch up the power play system to cater to Eric Carlson's skill set more. It makes sense. But if Todd Reardon wants this team to run the same power play system and just move the chess pieces around a little bit, obviously Eric Carlson is the floor general. But if you have on one side Evgeny Malkin's one-timer and on the other side Chris Letang's, not to mention Jake Gensel down in front when he gets healthy, obviously. Not to mention Sidney Crosby doing his thing on the right half wall and down low in his office. The pieces are there to have an absolutely dominant power play. It's not going to be Edmonton Oilers circa last year where they broke the record and had 32%. But you could definitely see them getting up towards 25, 26, and maybe, considering how talented all five of those players are, maybe up towards 27, 28%, which will put them in the upper echelon of power plays in the National Hockey League once again. And when you talk about an important factor to the Pittsburgh Penguins, once again becoming a playoff team and once again becoming a threat in the postseason, the power play has to be first or second on the list of places of importance for them to improve. It might be as simple as putting Latang on the left half wall. A lot of people said, oh, he'll, he'll run the second power play unit I think he's better off on that left half wall in a new position, in a new role in his 17th season in the National Hockey League on the left half wall. I think that's the best role for Chris Letang. I think that's the best role for the Penguins power play to have him in. And I think it's going to be one heck of a season watching these five gentlemen go to work. That's going to do it for this episode of Penguins to Go. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Remember, you can find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or anywhere you get your podcast from. We'll see you guys next time.